This is Courtney Herring, CEO of Heron River, and this is Cut to the Chase podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. This is your host, Gregory Proctor. Today, episode 59 is entitled Regroup. And it's very interesting to our listeners today why I came up with such a you could almost say unorthodox title, Regroup. But I think to our featured guest that we have today, Regroup basically is something that she has just recently gone through as a transformation in her life. And basically, it's something that I believe that she has settled in at this moment in time and and and, and truly is looking forward to what is coming in FY21. And so here we go with one of my opening quotes. Sometimes you need to step outside. Sometimes you need to get fresh air. Sometimes you need to remind yourself of who you are and who you want to be. Regroup. And so today, as I introduce our featured guests, I am going to say that first and foremost, she was a fan of Cut to the Chase. She was an influencer that I followed quite diligently on LinkedIn. She's always been a very supportive friend. Uh, she's been an empowered uh, businesswoman. Um, and, and these are all the things that I will have to say before I jump into describing who she is. Such a great, loving, uh, embraceful person with an awesome smile and, and just full of energy. And so today, I hope we're going to have some some exciting fun here over the next 25 minutes uh, talking with her and basically diving into some of the great things that she's done. So as we look into our special guest, Miss Courtney Herring, we find that she has been creating medical or excuse me, she has been in the medical practice field for several years. She's also created 40 practices, including projects and creating operations of business for four psychiatric facilities. She has been in the healthcare field for over 20 plus years that influenced her growth from a provider to a creator of healthcare practices and facilities. Motivated by her personal crisis and powered by altruism and the abundance of mindset, Courtney has built a company aimed at helping and supporting the healthcare community. As she stated, she's currently the CEO of Heron River, COO and co-founder of Snake Media, Owner of B or excuse me, DC Building and Consultants LLC, community support specialist, and she's also been a research interviewer with RTI International. Courtney holds a bachelor's in science from the University of Dayton and a master's degree in mental health consulting or excuse me, counseling from Capella University. So, Courtney, you know, we've known each other from afar for, wow, it's been almost a year now. Yes. And, you know, do you have any opening remarks before we kind of dive into regrouping? (laughs) No, again, you know, just like what you said, uh, I, I am still a fan of your podcast. Uh, 
I, I do listen regularly and it's always nice to be able to not only show support, but also be a fan that's allowed or able to be on your podcast. So I'm just really um, thankful and I'm glad to be here. Well, it's been a delight and a joy to have you on board. It's it's been one of those uh, eight month interview processes and in, in trying to sequester you with all your travel and and being being a mom and dealing with all the things you deal with, particularly now with this whole pandemic going on. I can only imagine the medical uh, field is like like we've seen on the news is just in an uproar. So I can imagine your job and demands are extremely high nowadays. Um, but certainly it's, it's been a pleasure to, uh, to get you on board finally and, and kind of move forward. So as we start to talk about regroup, let's, let's kind of, uh, let's kind of rewind a little bit. So, so at this point in your career, uh, you are the CEO of Herring River. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, Heron River. Help yeah. our audience understand a little bit about that. Absolutely. So Heron River uh, first of all, is a change agent. I think it's definitely um, going to change a lot of, you know, I guess, opinions and the way we go about creating healthcare practices, facilities, etc. Uh, the biggest thing um, about Heron River is we try to do things that haven't been done before. Mm-hmm. as well as make sure that practice culture is very important, right? That really needs to be implemented. Um, helping people also embrace technology. Um, as we all know, a lot of times healthcare is behind, right? So start mm-hmm. using maybe Teams or Zoom. A lot of, pe- a lot of them are not. Uh, yes, pandemic, but they definitely were not uh, before the pandemic. And then um, the other thing is two things, revenue, right? Making sure that you're getting all that you are like due, I would guess, when you are actually doing um, some sort of procedure or um, whatnot when you are seeing different patients or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. The next thing I would just say at the end is we want healthcare providers to be healthcare providers, right? They should not be worrying about, am I going to get paid? What does a claim look like? Is somebody taking the insurance properly in the front? That's not what our healthcare workers should be worried about. They should be only focusing on healing. So that is really what Heron River is about and what we try to achieve. Thank, Thank you for providing us with that insight because you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I've only been in a hospital uh, once or twice, and of course, it wasn't for me. But just the whole process, you know, kind of the, I could say the the ambiguity and all of the different sign this, sign that, so forth and so on. I mean, it is absolutely maddening sometimes. Uh, you know, my wife had surgery a while back, and uh, you know, we went through just a very tumultuous experience. I mean, obviously our insurance was, was going to cover the procedure. Then later on, they decided they were not going to cover the procedure. And then, you know, we're faced with a $70,000 bill and then, okay, we didn't have to pay the bill. I mean, it's almost literally confusing. Is there any way that as we're talking through your background here today, is that you might be able to kind of 
help walk through that process just a little bit at a high level for our audience? Absolutely. And I would be happy to. Uh, Thank you for, you know, just giving that kind of insight about your own experience. Uh, First of all, I had also my own experience when my child was 10 months old. Uh, They thought that he had liver disease or something called a biliary atresia, which means Mm -hmm. that you do not have bile ducts. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. biggest thing about that was, you know, we're back and forth from the hospital and like you said, everything was confusing, right? Um, I think that we had some great doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals, but the bill was really the biggest issue that I had. Um, So just for everyone to understand, I actually started most of my, like all of these businesses first with medical billing, just because of my um, actual you know, um, experience, right, with Mm -hmm. these crazy medical bills. So in order to explain it, let's kind of um, take, you know, I I guess we can still sit on my experience. Number one is you should definitely ask questions, right? Make sure that you are asking those types of questions, and I'll give you three questions. Mm-hmm. What procedure is really going to, you know, happen or whatever? Um, then also just kind of going through, you know, just exactly what they're supposed to do. And the reason is, is because if you know exactly what you, what service you are to receive, then that means that then you have the knowledge to be able to speak to your insurance company, right? To try to figure out, Um, if this is going to be reimbursable or not. Mm -hmm. There are so many different things that you can do, but a bill for anyone is like a puzzle, right? So you want to break it down. You always want to get some type of receipt or some kind of explanation of benefits and really go through it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if you look at the description, maybe that thing, maybe what they have didn't happen, right? So take that off of your bill. Um, you really need to understand what your insurance covers as well. A lot of us, you know, that we don't really look at that. And really, it is our responsibility to know. Uh, Therefore, definitely make sure if you're having any type of issues, and I'll make sure that I leave, um, you know, my information after this call, sometimes you just need a little bit of assistance just with navigation. But the first thing is, is to get your explanation of benefits, get all of the charges, right, of Mm -hmm. your supposed claim, and then go to your insurance company and really see. Sometimes uh, if it's a hospital, right, or, you know, just even a large insurance company, it is hard for them to explain it, right, on on a patient level and not use all of these acronyms and all this stuff that nobody knows, right? So the biggest thing is even reach out, you know, to a billing company or whatever, because, you know, we understand it. Uh, I will tell you a little bit about me, just a little, it's very interesting. So my son is safe. Everything is great. He is fully healed, but he is four years old and he's rambunctious, right? So he actually ran into a door and we had to do emergency uh, dental. But what was interesting was 
our dental like kind of doesn't cover emergencies up to a certain point, right? So now that I know that, it is now my responsibility to go ahead and get a supplemental dental for someone who runs around a lot so that we are covered, right? Right. So that's what I will will kind of say um, with that, but it is a puzzle and should it be like that? No. I don't, I don't think it should be like that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I certainly, you know, (laughs) as you were talking, I was kind of going, yep, those are all the things that, that we endured because, you know, the unique thing with uh, my wife's surgery was the fact that not only did we have the hospitalization costs and then you had the separate anesthesiology costs, and then you had all of the different inpatient care codes, costs, this, that, and the other. I mean, by the time you look at all the different extremities of charges, you know, it was like, you know, why can't this just be in one simple bill? And then, of course, the doctors got some consultant or somebody else that's going to be in the in the surgery room supporting, and they come to you and say, oh, well, if you sign here, uh, these charges are in addition to, and, and I'm like, well, you know, really? I mean, this is this is kind of insane. I mean, you know, as, as all these things begin to unravel. And so it's just been one of those things where um, I've always been curious, you know, as to whether or not, and I'm going to say this rather loosely because I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily fact, but, you know, it's, it's a very cyclical type of situation. The, the racketing that occurs, you know, at least from, me being a small business owner, and I think, you know, just in a ballpark, I probably pay like $15,000 out a year for for just health coverage. That's not including dental and supplementals and this, that, and the other for my wife and my two daughters. But it's like, oh my God, when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, look, everything's not covered under your insurance, or we don't accept this insurance, or we don't do this, or we don't do that. And it's like, why am I, why am I paying all this money for? I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's insane, you know, and, uh, certainly we commend, uh, you for, for taking on something to try and at least disrupt the industry in a way that hopefully it will help and betterment of the people and the healthcare providers, because as a small business owner, it is long overdue. Absolutely. <laughs> And especially with COVID, right? I mean, one of the number one reasons for bankruptcy, right, is medical issues and medical bills. That should not be, right? That normally is due to error, right? People Mm -hmm. do make errors with any kind of, you know, charge or whatnot. And that's why it's really important to look at, you know, that thing that comes in the mail and it says it's not a bill. That's actually Mm -hmm. super important to look at. Right, right, right. So- you brought up something that was rather interesting, and and I guess I have a question surrounding the fact that you said through your son's experience um, early on, you know, is really what drove you towards you know the interests of becoming you know kind of a specialist in the uh, medical billing and and consultation uh, type of uh, roles and responsibilities. What was it that that kind of thrusted you? towards that? Was it, was it the notion of really just trying to decode, you know, the charges or did you see at that point in time that there was, there was a need for something that was missing 
based on your hospitalization or your son's hospitalization experience that you felt that you were not getting fulfilled on? What, what were some of the things that drove you into that career path? Well, there's a there's a lot of things that drove me into mm-hmm. that career path. So the way that I just live my life in general mm-hmm. is I do feel as though, you know, I am intelligent. I do feel as though I've been exposed to so many different cultures or, or situations, right, that maybe not all people have, you know, encountered. And because of that, if it is if, if what was, what my son was going through and how I felt and how confused I was right. should not be happening. Right? right. I mean, I know how to read, right. I know, I know what we're doing, but it was so crazy, right. The way that it was presented, I believe that if I don't understand something or I feel like you know, it is so confusing. How are other people that also don't have the support um, or technology or whatnot going to also move around this system? So that is really the reason why, because I wanted to help other people not go through what I went through with all of the confusion, because really, in all essence, the doctors, right, should be focusing on my son, getting him better, And I should be focusing on being there for him as a support, not thinking about a bill that also might not even be correct at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So, so as you, as you, as you went through your career, uh, obviously, you know, you, you encountered uh, one being a business owner and then two, you were, you were faced with, uh, you know, kind of a collaborative partnership and then obviously now, I mean, here recently, you you have kind of spun out on your own with, with Herring River. And, you know, the track that's kind of led you from going from being an owner into a partnership and now being back kind of in charge of your own um, destiny, um, what were the things that kind of led you towards that? Well, you know... What's always interesting is for me, I I just like to build things, right? So I I know that these aren't just the only, you know, businesses that I'm ever going to own. I also have, you know, certain uh, things that I want to do, meaning um, right now I have two W-2 employees. That was very, very important to me. Um, I remember when I didn't have insurance for a very long time during the time my son was going through whatever, right? We were paying for medical bills, but um, I wanted to provide a place where, you know, employees are safe. They enjoy working. And all I want you to do is get your work done. I don't care if you went to the grocery store at 12, just get your work done. Right. And that's really what we all want to do. Um, so that's really, uh, how I kind of came about, you know, doing Heron River on my own. I've always had that vision. Those were always my goals. And again, I feel like if I give back almost to my employees, then I give back to the economy and then I give back to, you know, my community. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, of where I am with that, just with creating, I'm more of, I would like to give uh, rather than receive. Sure, sure. 
to- totally understand. And I, I uh, obviously I can truly relate with you there, which, um, uh, you know, my first organization, um, that I own primarily by myself. And of course now I'm running three companies, which one I'm a partner on and certainly, um, uh, you know, being in a situation of dealing, uh, with a partnership and, and having to be in a situation of, of compromise and kind of, uh, giving and taking or, or or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's a balancing act. And uh, sometimes those things definitely don't always go the way that you want. Things are not always communicated the way that they should be. And sometimes they don't always turn out the way that they should. But overall, you know, I find that, you know, at least with the partnership arrangement that I have is, you know, at the end of the day, we have the same common goal. And I think that when I see partnerships kind of dissolve or things kind of go awry, uh, in some cases, it's because someone's mindset of the goal and the deliverance of what the business was originally based upon uh, typically uh, is not aligned between between the camaraderies of the the partnership. And um, unfortunately, it happens. And, you know, we, we face things you know, we face things, uh, you know, like what we're what we're kind of chatting about right now at this moment, where we where we have to kind of regroup, and uh, you find yourself, you know, still having that ambition, that drive, you know, that entrepreneurial fire inside of you to do something on your own. You have the skills, like you said, you have the education and the intelligence to be able to move forward, and you just don't want that to sit on the shelf. And uh, you know, you got to do something with that. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I must say, you know, like I said earlier on in, in our opening remarks, I'm, I'm extremely proud of you. And, uh, you know, it's something that, uh, it's, it's quite, quite commendable, you know, to, to have you out there on, on the forefront of, of doing what you do. It's, it's great work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I would say, uh, the biggest thing for me is, you know, resiliency. I just continue mm-hmm. to try to build that, right? We're, we're not always innate and have that, but you, you can also build that for it to be strong. Yeah. 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 To- totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you know, I, the other thing that, that I kind of wanted to, to segue into as, as a part of this, uh, you know, regroup discussion is the fact that, you know, we've all and everybody, everybody's experienced. If people say they haven't experienced it this year, I mean, they they're just basically lying. You know, uh, with regards to having to take a step back and really look at you know things that that have kind of impacted them this year, and then what does the future outlook look like for them, and what is the significance of importance? And so, some of the things that that I'm kind of you know looking at right now, at least from our perspective, and I just wanted to kind of have you chime in on on some of these things is the fact that, you know, when we look at the owners of what's important, you know, outside of your your family and your ability to survive, you know, all of the the basic necessities and things that are going on is, you know, who do we who do we interact with? And, you know, how how are we basically giving back? And, you know, I saw, you know, with regards to what trans transpired in front of my eyes on LinkedIn, you know, a very, very, I would call it almost a, a, just a cyclical type of trend where the movement occurred and then the movement disappeared. And, you know, I'm kind of talking about the fact of where we stand with regards to, you know, equality and basically uh, diversity and inclusion and these type of things, 
because, you know, there's few and far between of minorities and influencers that are out there right now on LinkedIn trying to push the positivity and pushing the message and pushing things that that really can keep us at the table and keep us engaged. And my question to you is, why do you think that is? You know, that is so interesting because this year has definitely uh, made all of us take a step back, right? What's really important to you, just like you said, and then also, where are you going to spend your time, right? Um, I definitely have, you know, uh, changed and pivoted, uh, definitely with that. But Mm -hmm. with that said, there's also, as you said, the cultural issues that are going on here. And yes, it it did. It was at first, you know, awesome. You know, you were able to see it, you know, everywhere. And 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 how are we going to move forward? And and really, you know, thanking our allies and really going forward. But then it's also, um, it it did just die. And I think that, and I think I'm even, um, I guess, kind of. I, I probably did it too. I'm just thinking about what, how I also, uh, you know, um, went about it as well. I think that right now, with all of the things that are going on, I think we are seeing a lot more, you know, people in certain, um, you know, uh, positions. Uh, there are not that many um, on LinkedIn. That was another reason why I wanted to make my presence as large as I possibly could. Because when I got on LinkedIn, there was really nobody. I felt I, I didn't see them. Right. Um, so I I wanted that. Um, I think a lot of people are still afraid to talk about things that are hard to talk about. I think that because LinkedIn especially is about, you know, um, business, I would say, people kind of also still believe that that's taboo, even though it it is a part of business. This is what we're talking about, right? That's right. That's right. Um, it, it really does uh, happen. And this is, this is how it happens, right? It's in business. This is how right. economical, you know, downfall happens. This businesses shape the world, right? That's correct. That's and correct. Banks run the world, mm-hmm. right? So, um, if you don't understand that and or acknowledge that, then again, you're part of the problem. That's right. Uh, so that's kind of what I try to teach. Is even when I'm on like podcast, you know. Um, I try to just speak the truth so that it is always there for people to hear and to rewind and to listen. Uh, These things still need to be talked about. They are very important. And that is one reason why I have as many different people on my payroll as possible, because even in a business, right, we all want to feel comfortable as well. That's right. That's right. right. So if you represent that I have everyone, then everyone is comfortable and equal to the services that you provide. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you bring up, you bring up so many great insightful points, um, you know, with regards to the fact that, you know, the need for communication, the need for the understanding of change, the need for us to have the same hope as anyone else you know, for the fulfillment of just being 
considered equal and and a part of the discussion and a, and a part of whatever um, you know the the subject matter is at the table. But the number one thing that I've seen in the support, and this is this is just another segue into what we're talking about with regards to the support of what is happening in our community, is that we are pushing these things so hard, and we're wanting. As 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 people have stated stated in in the past, and even they stated today, you know, reparations and and various things like that. But in the same context, in the same vein, it's like you know, it's hard for us to support one another. I mean, earlier on, you stated you were a big fan, and you know, you know, I love that because you know, you and I we we kid around a lot all the time as we're DMing each other back and forth. But in a lot of cases, we we just don't put forth the effort sometimes. Uh, and now as we see this movement going on in the DNI where people are getting promoted and various things that are going on, to me, I'm sitting back and I'm saying to myself, now that we have an opportunity of authority, now that we have an opportunity of change, now that we have an opportunity of this movement, what are we going to do with it? And you know, is it going to make a change or is that if statement still going to be a question mark with what and when and how. So, you know, it's just, it's just all these curiosities that, that, uh, you know, as I interact in some of these platforms, I say to myself, you know, like you said earlier, you know, you, you feel like you're the only one. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of gut wrenching when, you know, you, you have that feeling because you're not tied into the equation or into the mix you know, when I started this podcast, you know, as a part of the whole regrouping for me, you know, I wanted the outreach to be across the board to be to be very dynamic. Well, it ended up being, you know, more of a woman uh, listening audience than it than it was of a male. And then every time I reach out to to men or males or you know uh, uh, minority men, you know, it's it's like, Greg, uh, no. <laughs> And it's like, you know, guys, I mean, what what are you afraid of here? I mean, this is this is this is us. I mean, this gives us an opportunity to to be to be truthful with, you know, our support. Um, so I just figured, you know, it was, it was just an interesting thing to kind of get your opinion on that. Um, it's it's oh, always it's always an interesting uh, topic for me. And I'd love to have a podcast one day on diversity and inclusion, even a panel, absolutely. you know, to absolutely. To, to really do a deep dive into that and, and look at the person across the Zoom call and say, do you actually support, you know, people that that you follow? I mean, you know, do you engage with them? You know, I know. what I mean? I know. Yeah. And, you know, that's, again, it's so important. And, you know, in order to unify, it takes all of us, meaning everyone mm-hmm. who, whatever mm-hmm. you look like, right, to reach out say something nice. That's all it, 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 that's all that happens, right? Say something nice, think about, or watch what they're doing. Watch what, you know, that person is putting out. There's nothing wrong with telling someone they're doing a good job and you like what they're doing. Exactly. How come we can say that to celebrities, but we can't say that to the person that's in our neighborhood. Bingo. Bingo. Spot on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you're 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 right on. I mean, that's 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 just uh, you know, it to me, you know, my 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 last thought here kind of goes back to the 
the cultural change that I've seen and transformation of respect and, and ethics and moral values and, and these type of things, it just seems like all that's kind of really gone by the wayside because, you know, a good example for me is at five o'clock at my house um, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, you better be at the dinner table. <laughs> I mean, there was like no questions asked. You better be at the dinner table. If not, you know, dad's sitting down at 510 and uh, if you're not there cleaned and, and ready, ready to uh, sit down and have a meal, then you're in trouble. And, uh, you know, it's just when you start to take away what I consider to be those intricate tools and skills that you learn early on in life and you allow for other various things, media platforms and things to kind of take over that 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 facet of what needs to occur at those stages um, you know, you see this shift, you know, and, and, and like you said, the whole respect thing, I mean, people just don't say thank you half the time yeah, or for that matter. They don't, they don't even say hello for that matter. They don't even look at you in your eyes. I mean, it's, it's just crazy, but, uh, it and but, it's but certainly nothing. What does it take? What did you lose exactly. by saying exactly. hello? What did you lose by giving somebody eye contact and, you know, if we all want to be treated as human beings, well, that's what we would do anyway, right? Right. I mean, that's a right. natural thing is to look at somebody, you know, say some type of greeting and, you know, keep going and camaraderie. We were not built to live on our own. So True. we should really stop doing that type of stuff, right? Because it's, it's not healthy and that's not what we do. We're humans. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Courtney, look, this has been, I mean, you know, kind of typically the way I like to run these things completely unscripted and unbridled. You know, it's been uh, it's been a blessing to have you on board. And I'd like to give you an opportunity for any final remarks that you might have for our listeners. Again, you know, I will still continue to remain a fan uh, you know, it's, it's just very, again, interesting when you're a fan and then you're also able to, you know, get on a podcast and kind of talk about you. Uh, the biggest thing that I want everybody to take, you know, from this is even though you started one way, right, it might always, it could go another way, always be open to new opportunities and growth is always uncomfortable, just remember that. So even if you get uncomfortable, that doesn't mean that you go back into the turtle shell. That means you're growing. And I will honestly say, people ask me this all the time, am I uncomfortable? I am uncomfortable every day in the business world, every day. So that means that I know that A, I'm doing something right and also I'm growing and we should never be complacent. So again, whatever you want to do, even though sometimes it is cliche, uh, don't be afraid when it might not go in the way that you visualized. Just keep mm -hmm. doing and going the way the stream, you know, winds and you'll be able to get to, you know, the end, which will be your success. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, thank you so much for having me on. This was a pleasure and I love to have uh, just even conversations uh, like this. Uh, so this was great. Thank you. Yeah, you never know. I may be reaching out to you for, you know, uh, a series. <laughs> sure. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So uh, to our listeners, I'm going to end on a, on another quote that I did a, a little bit of uh, research on, and it basically states that sometimes our lives have, have to be completely shaken up, changed, and rearranged to relocate us to a place where we are meant to be. Now, folks, that wasn't a mic dropper, but certainly, you know, if you got to regroup, you got to consider those type of things because uh, it's never going to be easy. And as we've heard from Courtney and as we've heard from from obviously myself, you know, things require us to be agile, to be flexible and and basically be in the moment. And uh, by all means, continue to kindness and politeness and engagement with folks and and just do the right things. I mean, it's it's the holiday season. We should all be in a jolly spirit right now, right? Exactly. So with that being said, this has been episode 59, Regroup. Courtney, thank you very much to our listeners. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a nice day. Happy holidays. Bye-bye.